0: What's going on ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio, another fun one for you as always. Tim and I kick things off with our little intro talk, we chop it up, some random things going on, little life updates. Uh, so I talk about the business a little bit, I did a, a demonstration in Q&A down in, in Greenwood, different part of the greater Indianapolis area, and talk about how I'm utilizing social media a little more frequently and differently based on a conversation from our most recent guest, Jose Azambuya, episode 188. So check that out. My business tips, I go through three foods to help your mental health. And then in book talk, I get get into how to win friends and influence people, uh, talking about saving face and allowing people that grace and room to do so. Tim, where do you take us today?
1: Yeah, I begin the show giving a little update about my business in terms of content creation, what I'm doing there. So excited to talk about that. Uh, career tips: I talk about three ways on how to make your resume unique, uh, not make it boring, and get it to the top of the pile when you're uh, when you're applying for these awesome jobs. So uh, go through that, and then lastly, talk about uh, "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl, who spent. Uh, some extended time in a Nazi concentration camp in World War II and, um, talk about something he said in that book that really resonated, uh, with us and, uh, something that you can apply, uh, to, to your daily life and maximize the next 24 hours, um, and put some things in a perspective. So pretty powerful, uh, discussion there at the end and, um, yeah, uh, re- really, enjoyed this episode and it's good, good to be recording and, uh, we advise you guys to continue to, uh, give us, uh options and suggestions on guests we can bring on and um, we're, we're always happy or topics or anything you want us to talk about. So yeah, um, I know you guys are going to love this. Coming up next, episode 190. I think it's kind of fun learning
0: my routes to new places. Mm-hmm. So like me now learning how to get to your house with less directions. hmm I don't know. It's just when I move, it's, oh, where am I? Where am I going? How do I get to these Mm -hmm. places? Maps, using maps is kind of annoying to me. I don't want to have to use maps. So try to learn as quick as I can. But it's kind of like, oh, I got my new spot now. I know where I'm going. I don't know. It's kind of fun.
1: And and what are you feeling that day? Because there's like four different routes to get to a place are you mm-hmm. feeling like the scenic route are you did you leave early enough where you can you can sacrifice some minutes to go the, the scenic route or
0: yeah um, usually it's just efficiency yeah i'm a freak about efficiency yep um plus also like
1: in know, time you're leaving like the traffic like you may mm-hmm. want to go this way to the traffic
0: i know what indiana looks like yeah if i'm driving through the mountains okay i'll take the scenic route yeah I love Indiana, but it's I don't Indiana. know. I you, you I know, say, I will
1: say I do enjoy driving through different pockets of town mm-hmm. for the first time and like seeing like these crazy awesome houses and these parks and these this the scenery like, oh wow, like this is here. I like does yep. that ever happened to you before you've driven in an area and you're like, wow. Where well, I
0: get a little just... surprised. Yeah. Like I've... this is
1: Indianapolis? That's happened to me a few times. I have
0: had those, yeah. Up here. Um, when you just don't expect the area to look that nice or houses to be that nice and it's man, we got we got some hidden secrets here we do yeah
1: we do and we're yeah. not going to give them away today sorry guys yeah not we're, we're not them.
0: just some fl- another flyover state we are but we're not we are but,
1: <laughs> yeah. hey we're still here so uh we may like we must like it enough
0: true that dude indiana love indiana but i want to have houses in other places of course for sure of course all right if you had okay two other uh houses in the states where you where you have them
1: in addition to here? So like two additional ones?
0: Yes. That one here. Yeah, so... Two other ones. We each have our home base in Indy. Yeah. Plus, I think in terms of traveling anywhere, starting from Indy, anywhere in the country is ideal. Okay. You're in the middle. So two other houses, any other state and city
1: you want. I'm j- I'll do a Michigan and Florida. Michigan, Dude, respect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I say that because I haven't really experienced enough southern states. So... Like, okay. The other things that are like there are like south carolina Mm -hmm. phoenix and texas those would be i'd have to explore those areas more but i've been Mm -hmm. to florida so many times where you could live there i know enough places down there that would be good to
0: yeah yeah okay dude
1: yeah because michigan michigan for the uh for the summer or like the warmer months Mm -hmm. and then if you need to escape the you need to escape to a warm place Mm -hmm. but but michigan's got so much golf and so much hiking outdoor stuff much like Colorado. It came down to Colorado and Michigan, but yeah. I'm going to side with Michigan for now. But.
0: Anywhere specific for um, uh, Michigan?
1: Um Any? I I would say, like, I want to be north but not too north Michigan. Um, I would say, like, maybe, like, the Holland area. Okay. Um, Very nice area. Yeah. Because that's, like, yeah, I would say there.
0: In between a lot of good port towns, too, Holland yeah. is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Traverse City is really far north, it's but really far worth north. it. Worth it. Like I would, I think that would be a good place to live too. But.
0: Smaller area yeah. there though. Yeah, I that like would be it. that would be the
1: goal of Michigan. Like if I were to go to my Michigan house, I don't really want to mm. like. I mean, I want to see people, but I don't want to see that many people. You know, like sure. I, I want to feel like remote. Whereas yeah. Florida, like I, I would like, I would be more inclined to be out and about, like want to be around more people. So mm-hmm. kind of just yeah.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair what enough. about you? Um, I think Colorado is one mm-hmm. because they have nice inland lakes. Mm-hmm. I can hike there. I can snowboard there. I can be outside year-round.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I also... Like, yeah, you can do some boating there. But I would maybe almost go Florida as well to do, huh. like, big boat boating. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many lakes there are in Colorado to host bigger boats. Mm-hmm. Like... 40 plus feet like mm-hmm. I like big boating yeah so somewhere I can do that also it's nice like Florida how that state is run Colorado you have like it's, I mean I'm in the cannabis industry it's wreck out there let's yeah. be honest let's yeah. call a spade a spade but call a spade a spade <laughs> right now. but outdoor sports man I mean they host the winter X Games mm-hmm. which is a blast to be at so I just I love that type of environment and I think Um, also Mm business-wise, I've talked to enough people in Florida where they're like, name the athlete, we got them down here. Mm -hmm. What what kind of athlete you want to coach? We got them. Like, premier athletes. I mean, they're all over the country, but I know enough people that are in coaching and performance in Florida that they're like, this is the spot. So, another reason there, Colorado, you attract a lot of the extreme sports athletes, which Mm -hmm. I'm also attracted to. Um, And in both Spots, like, there's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, You can say that for any state. But, I mean, it's not cheap to live in Colorado either. But then you get athletes, you know, there's Utah right next door where the Olympic facility is. So you have, you are very close to a lot of high-end extreme sports athletes. Mm -hmm. In Florida, you'll get, you know, more traditional sports, a lot of baseball, a lot of basketball, things like that, good football. So business-wise, athletes-wise... Also, yeah. I like those two states.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> something to, something to work for. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, watch me end up in like Maryland.
1: Maryland, <laughs> Hey, you never know.
0: I mean, which is nice. I'm not shading on Maryland. I've not been there, but every be st- kind of opposite of where I'm headed. Be yeah. way northeast.
1: Every state has got its uh, got its prime places.
0: I hear Maryland is nice though. Yeah, I'd like to walk the University of Maryland. It was a pretty good basketball team.
1: Yeah, Big Ten. Go.
0: What else is going on, Tim? What's new in the life of Tim?
1: Yeah, so I recorded my first like video meant for TikTok and YouTube Shorts. So I did that okay. this week, um, and I'm in the process of editing it. Um, I'm because of the way I've restructured some of the things with my own business and Mm -hmm. my pricing and um, some of the processes I've been able to save a lot of time in other areas um, and just kind of doing some prioritizing and cutting back on some things. And um, what I'm getting at is I'm carving out way more time for, for content creation um, for that. Um, I understand that um, like as a resume writer, like I'm blessed to be able to uh, get a lot of referrals from the people I've worked with and connect with a lot of amazing professionals on LinkedIn. But yeah, Gary V. when I listened to a podcast this week that he was on or mm-hmm. something he said, something stuck out to me. He's like, if you're not creating creating content, like he he, he takes it stream. He's like, you should be creating 15 pieces of content per day, which, you know, whatever. All he said was like, right. if, you're, if you're not creating content, you and your business are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like you get, that's, mm-hmm. that, that like hit me hard. And he said like, there's someone out there like creating content that is not as good as you at what you do, but they're going to get be more successful and reach more people because they're putting out content even mm. though they're not as good as you so yeah that kind of lit a fire under my ass like because like, to think that there's people out there putting content out there that they don't back it up as good as i do with right. the quality of my work like
0: but people I, know they're out there they don't know you're out there
1: exactly so that's why so that stuck out to me um and now that i've got my my home office set up here at home like Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I got to put some things on the walls. I'll do that. But... I mean, I no wasn't going to say anything, but it's like an, an I insane assignment. No, I kidding. know. I know. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you said it. It came to you first.
0: White walls. They're all padded. What, what type of jacket do you have in the corner there? It's, all, it's got a bunch of straps on it.
1: don't see any sleeves well yeah no i got my desk (laughs) set up i got uh i I at least have what i need to start creating Mm -hmm. the last last month has been tough moving stuff in. i haven't been able to get a good base but yeah created that um
0: that's coming out soon nice yeah nice what i see in here tim is a blank canvas that's what that's what i see yeah
1: we're just gonna splatter some paint on these walls
0: dude you could probably you'll sell the house for an extra 100 g's if you did that yeah no it, it is it is nice i like it in here thank you um yeah, I feel very peaceful. I don't feel stressed out. Yeah,
1: I love the natural light is the biggest thing. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a good room for creating videos. So mm-hmm.
0: good, man. How? Uh, um, I sent those notes from Jose on TikTok. Did you try some of those too? Those strategies?
1: I actually didn't get the notes.
0: I sent them. Did to Did I you. miss them? I emailed them. Did I miss them? Maybe. Maybe. Let's see here. Click. Learn like. how to read emails, Tim. Click click click. It's all right. I don't even know how to read, so there's that. Yeah, so our friend Jose Azambuya, episode 188, if you haven't listened to it, um, gave me some good TikTok strategies. Sounds like I'll have to resend those notes to,
1: to, yeah, to Mothi. Yeah, they are not showing up on my That's own, strange. Did you email them or did you text them? I emailed them. Mm. Okay, well, we will uh, circle back, fill in the gaps in a line
0: later. Oh, yeah. Later. We, we'll circle back. Let me look through my monster book. Of all these color-coded tabs here.
1: No, we, we're not going to align. We're going to achieve alignment. Let's see how many words we can put in there. Let's go. All right.
0: And let's listen. Focus on listening so that they know we're listening and we're hearing them because we listen.
1: Yeah. Let's connect about the email notes. Yeah. Offline.
0: We'll circle back. Yeah. Cool. Um, but cool. Yeah. TikTok is... Man, I'm with you. I've been more consistent on, on TikTok.
1: Yeah. And... Uh, Gary was saying YouTube shorts for businesses that rely like on search, like local Mm. search. It's not really, maybe not as important for, for our businesses, but like local companies, he was saying how like TikTok's important, but, uh, because, uh, YouTube is tied with Google, which is the most huge search engine said YouTube shorts are good as well for local search purposes. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, we both are local.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I didn't even know like YouTube had that.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, Crazy. yeah, because I still have in-person shit that I do. Yeah. So maybe I should look into YouTube shorts. Yeah, because if
1: you go to your YouTube app, you have, like, the main feed, mm-hmm. but there's now, like, a shorts tab that's, mm. like, the TikTok of YouTube. Okay. It's interesting. Gary V, I mean, Gary V is not, God, like, he's not, like, the number one, like, source following. But he's a media mogul. But right now, he has he has shorts ahead of, t- he's, like, TikTok, shorts, and Facebook groups. Those are the three things he's saying. Um I did just start a new Facebook group too. Yeah, Facebook groups interesting though. Like for your like, there's many places you could go Mm -hmm. to find clients for your business. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I feel like it's there's a lot of groups on there as well. Like people who are dedicated to improving themselves as professionals. Right. Fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: Gary V is great. Like I can't listen to him all the time, but if I just like plug him in for 15, 20 minutes a week and listen to like 15 minutes of him in a week. Yeah, you. That's like that's like the perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's enough of to give you the shit. I'm not doing that enough. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, I'm not going to do 15 a day. Got other shit to do. But,
1: but no, seriously, I want like I want to get to a point though where I'm making enough where I can hire someone to create 15 pieces yep. for me a day. That's the yep. goal. I don't want to do to create it myself. But
0: which oh, man, I don't know what people would charge for. Kind of like your own D Rock. Yeah, I don't know. You probably at least have to pay. Like 100, 200 a day.
1: Or just tap into young talent at the college
0: level. Get some interns.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's what we should do.
0: Yeah. We should get some podcast interns. Yeah. Like two days a week, we could pay them like 50 bucks a day. Yeah. If we split it, like we could pay them 50
1: bucks a day. Yeah. Or like do like an incentive, like X amount per piece of content. Hmm. Yeah. But you piece of concert concert different. Yeah. Okay, this is an offline conversation. Okay, well, but oh, we were on some good we were, shit we, we were on. We were on. We, we were on, on some
0: good. Okay. All right. Hey, any interns out there, hit us
1: up. Yeah. Cuz we're we're going to be big time. Yeah. I'm manifesting it into reality. Yeah. What about your your updates? Let's go into some of your business updates and then we'll we'll head into some career tips.
0: Yeah, so I um did a I got some more hits on my website. Mm-hmm. Things are starting to snowball. I'm getting um uh, more clientele in personal training as well as uh nutrition i got some consultations today a lot more referrals i did a uh referrals did a mini demonstration and q a last week in greenwood mm-hmm. so i'm in network with a muscle activation therapist which sounds a little out there sounds woo it is wild so i had her activate my um excuse me, serratus muscle on the back of my shoulder, helps the shoulder blade glide across the ribcage. Um, but I can tell that that's not doing enough work in, in certain movements. I have her, she'll do a muscle test, like resist me this way or that way. She'll work on some other points in the body and then we'll retest and I feel it go. Mm-hmm. Then I'll try the movement where I didn't feel it doing enough work and it works. Like I feel it on, like it feels like a different movement entirely. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So I'm in network with her and she did a session with me. Just, you know, we got to get a feel for how each of us work so we can refer and explain to other people. Hey, you should work with so-and-so because they do X, Y, Z. So she's like, hey, she has an office in Greenwood. She's like, I have people that really need this. My parents being some of them. Uh, my friend and I, we're all just going to kind of split a package. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to charge them full rate, obviously. they're I, I work with her. So... Mm-hmm. Um, but she has sent me other people where now I have nutrition consultations where those are good, good dollar amount packages and her Dr. Owens and I now have a referral like fee. Mm -hmm. Like we send each other business. Sometimes like doc will send me eight, nine people for every one or two that, you know, actually go to him from me. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes it, you know, he sends me a lot more. So I'm like, hey, let's get referral fees. So that way, you know, everyone's compensated, incentivized. And uh, so I just think that's super important because you know, one person's rent amount could be one referral fee from me
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on if I sign, sign a nutrition client, yeah, I can almost pay for someone else's office rent for a month. Mm-hmm. So I think that's big time and powerful to where, oh, wow that's already paying the bills off one referral so if I send him three or four more of those you know I pay for four or five months of rent everything else I'm in the black mm-hmm. so I, I just think there's different ways to look at referral fees where yes I just want to send my people other clients and, and patients just because mm-hmm. but I saw again my rate of return from docs people was higher than his from. Me sending people to him. Mm-hmm. It's just I was like, hey, let's let's just have this out there, and I think it's good to have that incentive. I think we do like ten percent, yeah, or something.
1: And you're you're just helping out more people in general, right? So right. everyone 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 benefits here. Mm-hmm.
0: But we yeah we've implemented some things um, where I think that you know it's, it's more business stuff, like it's mm-hmm. an agreement, so no one feels kind of shortchanged. Like oh man, I'm sending you a lot of business. Not that it's all for <clears throat> reciprocity, but sending you a lot of business. Let's mm-hmm. let me see something. Yeah, and and I think that's that's a right thing to do. If someone sends you a good dollar amount of business, yeah, they should be compensated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they're working for you. Yeah, word of mouth is huge. Um, but other than that, yeah. So it's it's cool to see the snowball start start to roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm getting, you know, getting good results with clients too. Mm-hmm. So that's they finally experience what I actually do, why it's different, and then like, oh, I have so and so for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moving the office from uh, where I'm at now, Doc and I are going to a different CrossFit gym. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks, man. It was uh, good about it. Uh, I'm feeling kind of neutral right now, neutral. just because okay. you know it. You know, we didn't expect to uh, kind of really change things up. Uh, but needs and, and wants change, you know, our, our owner, Monica, she's great. She just needed more office space for mm-hmm. her and the head coach. And so she's like, hey, I just need the office space. Not going to renew the lease. It's kind of like your 30-day eviction notice almost. I'm like, oh, shit. Time to get a plan together, take action. And so within a couple of weeks, we got in with another gym owner. And he's like, "This. I'm trying to have this in, in one spot. Let's talk numbers. And so, yeah, we're in a different spot. So I'm about from my house, 15 minutes northeast in Fishers and uh, kind of Fisher's Geist. And so it's about 20 minutes from the old space. So it's not like I went right next door, uh, which I wouldn't have wanted to do. I mean, it wasn't popular Mm -hmm. that I go into another CrossFit gym. And I understand that. Uh, But I need that space, that Mm -hmm. type of space. Like my people that I train are already used to that so I need to give them equal or greater. Mm-hmm. Like I can't go to a tiny closet gym. A big box won't have me. It's just there was nowhere else I could go mm-hmm. to train myself and my people the way I need to. Yeah. Um, again, I get why it's it wasn't popular, but um, you know, it's for the sake of the business. Yeah, is all it was. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I'm I'm indifferent, but I'm excited for you know I don't mind some change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I want to maintain relationships and friendships at, at the old space. Like I love that gym, TWR, great gym. If you're looking for one in Indy, check it out. It's a phenomenal place to be. Great people and community. Uh, just yeah, needs changed, mm-hmm. and, and so that's that's all it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm I'm feeling good.
1: New beginnings. Feeling good. Yeah. So, You'll make the most out of every opportunity, like you always do. You trying, man.
0: You know, trying. You know, put the head down, and keep on moving.
1: Yeah, that, that's it.
0: So. Yeah, that's uh, that was a bigger update, but yeah, business is good and getting a new spot. Excited to see see how it all goes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good things, man. Good things. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hit me with some some tips, some career tips.
1: Yeah. So today I'm going to talk about how to make your resume unique. So unique New York. Go unique ahead. Unique New York. <laughs> yes. So everybody, like no one else, has a career story just like yours. Um, and you're doing, I talk to recruiters all the time and reasons why they don't accept, uh, resumes. And one of the things is it's too boring and Hmm. it reads too much like a job description. So here's, here's three ways you can make your resume read less like a job description and make it more unique. So first thing is tell unique stories about your, your most proud accomplishments. Second thing, quantify those proud accomplishments, put some numbers to them. And then the third thing is, add character and personality to your resume. Um, So when you, like going back to telling unique stories about your, your most proud accomplishments, did you play a role in improving a current process? Did you create a new process from scratch? Did you assist with an important project? Did you do anything that's not listed in the job description that you were hired for. Mm. Um, did you save? Uh, did you build a new program? Did you did you research new ideas? Did you uh, create new content on awesome topics? Those are kind of some unique things that 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 you can do. And um, I've created a lot of content in terms of hey, if you're a project manager, here are things that you can put in there. Hey, if you're sales, here are things you can do. I've created a lot of stuff that is focused on those different jobs, but those are just examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is quantify your accomplishments. So if you work in customer service, how many customers do you help a day? If you work in sales, how many customers did you secure as a client for your company? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in sales, how many, how much sales did you bring in? How much, how much money did you save the company? Uh, even better, if you manage people, how many people did you manage? And how many people got promoted? from you Ooh. managing them. So those are just some I never some,
0: would have thought of that.
1: Yeah, so those are some different things that you can do to, to to quantify and then lastly, like add some personality. So it's a resume is it's the perfect time to showcase your accomplishments, what you've done and and why you're a good fit, mm-hmm. but it's equally important to show like what your leadership style is and what your impact on a company's culture would be. So there are ways to work in your 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 leadership style into a resume. There's ways you can say how you contribute to a company culture, what's your approach with customers, what's your approach with vendors, what's your approach with other employees who work at your company. So, those are different those are three things that you can make your resume re- unique. Tell unique stories about your most proud moments, quantify those accomplishments and put numbers, and then add in your personality, leadership style and your impact on a company's culture. Mm. So, okay. So th- th- three things that will immediately put you above 80 to 90 percent of the people who apply for a job because I'm telling you a lot of people more than you think they're just putting down things they did what are like unique things that you like improved changed or yeah Mm -hmm. bettered for the organization
0: Mm -hmm. um have you I'm sure you have but what are some jobs that you've come across that either based on the role maybe their uh position isn't quote, unquote, high enough yet to where they're managing people. Are there any jobs you've seen where it's harder to actually quantify things than other jobs? And if so, how do you combat that if you don't have as many like concrete numbers to present?
1: Yeah, I would just say a lot of these things, like when I work with someone who works in a field like that, and whether you think you work in a field like that, you just need you're asking. You need to ask the right questions, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these, a lot of these things come out naturally in like a regular conversation with someone. Like when I talk with someone about what they do on a daily basis, I give them the floor in terms of tell me like what does a typical day look like, mm-hmm. and then as they explain like what their days look like, I can identify things like hey like oh so you work you work with uh, with customers. How many customers do you work with? Uh, you're a teacher like how many students do you teach Um, gotcha if it it doesn't always have to be numbers like there's some like there's some things that like numbers really aren't important like like if you're a teacher in education i'm helping education yeah it's really not that important to show like how many students you teach but like what made you not an average teacher what was your approach with students Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of the topics that you taught your students on like like what are like the different things like that. And okay. Another thing I like to ask is like, what, like, who are some of the people you interact with? Like, if you can't quantify something, like, you have your team, but like, what are some of the areas of the business that you interact with? Or what are some of the topics? Like, what are some specific topics that we can bring out? Um, unique things that aren't in the job description. So, nice. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I feel like some people might have, well, what if I can't quantify everything? But there's something that you can spice yeah. up. To make your resume more attractive.
1: That's exactly. And don't you, you've don't done
0: something different.
1: Yeah, don't be married to the idea that you have to quantify everything. There's uh, there's opportunities to quantify. Numbers but like, or die. But, yeah, <laughs> but like know uh, know what's valuable and like really think about things that I mean when you first started this job and read this job description what what's not in here that yeah. you've done so
0: yeah cool. Appreciate you answering.
1: That. Yeah, of course. Thanks for the question. Yeah. What about you? What's your tip for today?
0: So uh, this tip comes from actually a piece of TikTok content I did recently. Uh, three foods uh, for your mental health. Uh, biggest one, high omega-3 fatty acids. So that's a, a good fat. Um, it's anti-inflammatory. So you'll find omega-3s outside of supplementation form. Uh, salmon, oysters, nuts, seeds, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so salmon's probably one of the best. Uh, I like that and oysters, so I'll eat oysters. Oh, they're good for me. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, one of the biggest things high omega 3 fatty acids. Second, have as little processed food as you can. I know that's tough. I'm not perfect either. I love some good processed carbs and things, but stuff like too much deli meats, um, breads, pastas, chips, basically all the fun things, uh, cereals, I'm not saying never have those things, a little moderation. But try as minimal processed food as you can. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do a pasta for dinner, then maybe your protein is something more organic form like a chicken breast, or if you do you know your own ground beef burgers or ground turkey or something where your other foods are in a more natural state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you roast your vegetables, you know, you can't really alter those that much, but you can mm-hmm. make them taste really good. So if you're going to have a carb, or whatever thing that might be processed. you know, Maybe you do sausage, so maybe your carb is then rice or a couscous or quinoa. Something a little more organic and raw to its natural form. Mm-hmm. So high omega-3 fatty acids, minimally processed foods. And then third one, daily fruits and vegetables. Especially your leafy greens. A lot of good nutrients in leafy greens. I'm not saying have four salads a day, but make sure you get that in there. Mm-hmm. But just daily fruits and vegetables, mental health or otherwise... You just need fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. A lot of vitamins and minerals and nutrients and things like that that we need in those. And I don't get enough every day. So I use um, I'll use a green juice powder, mm-hmm. uh, free ad athletic greens, really good. Like I've tried some other greens powders that are yeah, they're not bad, but it's like, let me drink this really quick. Mm-hmm. Athletic greens taste nice. Like oh, yeah. I don't mind sipping it, which I'm like, hmm, kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Not cheap. But on the days where I know I haven't gotten enough fruits and vegetables, I'll use something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so three foods for mental health, high omega-3 fatty acids, minimally processed food intake, and uh, daily fruits and vegetables, particularly your leafy greens. Okay. So yeah, that's, um. I don't know, been, been on some things trying to alter food towards mental health in terms of content lately. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's just what was on the forefront of my mind. And I was like, well, let's... Get into food and mental health
1: because mm-hmm.
0: I think people are still in that post-COVID. Not everyone's just back to normal yet. Mm-hmm. Um, people are struggling, struggling with work, I think, and adjusting to new things. So that's kind of why that was present for me this week in my content.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any? I want to go back to the the fruits and vegetables. Do mm-hmm. you? I mean, it's. I I buy this stuff a lot and I will say like it's a process of going to the store and like picking out like like you have to be a little more strategic and think a little bit harder about the types of like fruits and vegetables you're picking Mm because you got to pick the right ones. You got to pick the freshest ones. Do you have any tips for anybody on like healthy buying and transport back home and preserving and keeping fruits and vegetables clean in your own home so that like you can make the whole process of buying it to eating it to preserving it. As mm. easy as possible. Do you do anything, like any t- tips that you do? Yeah,
0: good question. Um, so in terms of just like buying it, I mean, look for good fruit. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want bruised up apples or berries that are all smushed already. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of transporting, I, just, you know, I can do better about having a... Like there are sprays, like for an apple or a grape, a berry, something more exposed mm-hmm. to... Um, Even if it's organic, exposed to germs and pesticides and chemicals, there are sprays for it, but I do a pretty good long rinse, like almost a minute long rinse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, that I could be better about, but there is that to consider. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't need an organic like banana or avocado. Those -hmm. have a hard shell. They're protected. Don't buy everything organic. But in terms of preserving things, I think berries uh, and stuff like that do better in glass or even tupperware containers rather than the containers you bought them in mm-hmm. because in a few days your berries are bad yeah so change your containers one. immediately when you get home mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, yeah so and,
1: and do you uh like washing them like do you like as soon as you get the food home like do you wash it and then put it in the container and put it or do you just put it in the container and then wash it when it's time to eat or does it matter
0: um you can do either just make sure you do wash it though yeah yeah i don't sometimes i just get home put it all away and yeah. I leave it. Depending, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for convenience sake, if you did wash it all right when you store it, then it's just ready to eat. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about washing it like if you're in a rush, oh I want to grab that fruit. Oh, it's not washed. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a small thing. Yeah. But enough inconvenience where someone might not grab that fruit right. on their way out the door.
1: Yeah, no, I just noticed like the, the anything in life, whether it's eating food or like just doing anything that's like better for yourself, it's gonna take a little bit more effort to do it. It is, but it's like and like it takes effort to, to to buy things that are healthy for you because mm-hmm. like obviously like the we talk about it on the show the processed foods the easy things you, they're usually come in a package and it takes one step to open it and just eat it whereas like yeah the meaningful things like you have to clean it you gotta so it's all about discipline rice
0: in a bag in ninety seconds versus boiling the water putting the rice in measuring it all out stirring it like
1: you have to overcome the obstacles you go from yourself. ninety
0: seconds to ten to fifteen minutes yeah probably fifteen. More likely. Right. So I get it. But it's, yeah. How much. How healthy
1: do you want to be? How bad do you want it?
0: Not saying I don't use rice in a bag sometimes if I'm in a pinch. I have things for for those situations. But if you have the time, cook the food. Like, treat it right. Um, And yeah, picking the right foods. You know, you are what you eat. Eight. Eight. Yeah. So getting a cow that was grain fed and just fattened up before it was slaughtered or something that was grass fed it was out more in pastures all the time like things like that a little more expensive but it matters yeah but yeah so yeah food and mental health
1: good tips thank you let's get down
0: and nerdy with it i'm gonna turn this off because i'm gonna run out of space all right based on some real life experiences today i wanted to talk about how to win friends and influence people uh, and allowing people to save face, I, I think, and not that you know I need to save face or anything, but uh, I think everyone's trying to do their best. But people misunderstand what something was said; they misspoke at a certain point in time. You know, they need to backtrack, give people a little room to save face. And that was a big thing in how to win friends and influence people, especially when you're trying to sell something or someone is selling to you, uh, like, it's not, that pitch isn't always going to go perfectly. Allow them to correct and save a little face. Mm -hmm. The smallest bit of that grace can really change someone's attitude and demeanor toward that conversation and you as a person entirely. Mm -hmm. If you just jump on them for fucking up, then it's like, man, if I just screw up a little bit, they're just, nothing is good enough, they're just going to jump down my throat, like, you know,
1: is, are you talking about this in a context of dealing with someone one-on-one or are you talking about dealing with someone in a context of a bigger group?
0: I think it could be both. Yeah. I think it could really be both. So, you know, if um, I talked about I did a demonstration last week. Mm. If I, I don't know, I, I probably did at some point, I'm tr- trying to think, but if I said something that didn't make enough sense or made sense in my head because I know the things but I didn't deliver it well or if I just said something off the walls that made zero sense, you know, them allowing me to, hold on, that made no sense. Let me make a joke about it. Like brain to mouth. That connection mm-hmm. is broke today. Ha 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 ha. Um, Cause I'm so funny. But allowing me to do that allows me to save face. Yeah. It's not that I don't know the things. I just goofed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I misspoke or, you know, something simple like that um, to where if they allow you to do that, we're back on track And then, you know, that person presenting whatever it may be is calm again Mm -hmm. because something small like that where one person makes a comment or whatever, like that person is now rattled Mm -hmm. and that conversation is it's done. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like once they get a little rattled, it's like, oh, man, what if I do that again? They're thinking so much about that Mm -hmm. than everything else that that is really important. Um, But yeah, same for one on one. If it's like, hey, I didn't mean to say it that way. That came off pretty wrong or like not good. That's not what I mean. Mm -hmm. Allow someone to save the face. Yeah. So, yeah, in those types of context.
1: Yeah, so important.
0: Yeah, especially in harder conversations. Like, not all conversations are easy. Let people save themselves a little bit.
1: Yeah. And everyone had like, and when you explain that and you explain like what your intent was and like what your goal was, Mm -hmm. like, People will be relatable with that and everyone wishes at some point they had a do-over and they wish they could have said something different. Sure. So, and um, if
0: you're the person that allows them to do that, like I said, now you just, hopefully they see you totally different. Like, wow, they, they kind of gave me some room there. Mm-hmm. Give people a little room. Yeah. So what you got?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to talk about uh, man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. Uh, So, Victor Frankel was a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. And I want to be upfront, like, could never even, like, relate or imagine what that's like. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I read this book, like, I'm, like, thinking, like, how can I take what he went through and use it as a lesson for what, how I approach my day today? Sure. Not comparing anything of the two, so I just want to preface that. But he said something in the book. He said, because obviously, like, in a Nazi concentration camp, you have to have... Incredible mental fortitude and <clears throat> every minute matters mm-hmm. there. So he said every hour offered the opportunity to make a decision, a decision which determined whether you would or would not submit to those powers, which threatened to rob you of your very self and mm. your inner freedom. So damn. Yeah. Could not possibly compare, but think about when he says these decisions, these decisions that you make um, on whether you want to submit to these powers when, I, when we talk about these powers today like for them it was it was the Nazis, it was the the evil, it was the opposition. Today it's like it's it's the devil. Like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. the negative forces that come into our everyday lives. It's fatigue, it's that voice in your head saying that you're not good enough. It's all of the neg- negative evil things that prevent you from reaching your higher self. So mm-hmm think about the decisions you make on a daily basis that either uh, that like your, your health your the what you eat and what you exercise your relationships like how you treat people uh, the gifts and services you provide to others through your work the the, the training that you give to your clients the mm-hmm. what you do in your job like all that stuff like, do not submit to the powers of the devil that rob you of your creativity, of your health, of your ability to create meaningful relationships. Like mm-hmm. you make millions of decisions, not millions, but like thousands of decisions a day. No, like every, every decision should be like that you make in these areas. It, they should never be discounted. Yeah. Every day, every hour matters. Just like every hour mattered to, to Victor in that camp. Like every hour matters each day. So yeah. don't, don't make decisions that submit to evil powers so
0: Mm -hmm. that and i was also thinking like even more external like shit like the news Mm -hmm. and people politicians like don't let them control you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like don't let them have your your decision making power right um but simple things like yep stand up for yourself don't let people take advantage like those are powers you give up in Mm -hmm. certain decision making um yeah, I think it's. I think my mom told me she's like, one day she kind of had to coach me and whatever. And I forget what I was dealing with, but she's like, Colin, you know, you're where you're at because of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Every
0: decision you made has led you to this point. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. You start to make a lot different decisions. Yeah. When you take that ownership, like, oh wow, I'm here because of every decision I have ever made, mm-hmm. regardless of anyone else's actions. Yep. And uh, that's humbling. And it's like, oh fuck.
1: Very wise too.
0: But you start to make very different decisions um, towards like, okay, how, what are the impacts of this down the road? Mm -hmm. What could happen? Mm -hmm. And am I good with that? Yeah. If not, change your decision.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And and know, know what you can and can't control, can and can't control when Mm -hmm. it comes to your freedoms and your freedom of creativity. Mm -hmm. Like, don't ever put yourself in a position where that's taken away from you. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: I get bad about worrying about the things I just cannot control, though,
1: because right. there's things
0: out of our control. Right. And I still worry about those. Yeah. Probably a little too much, but. Yeah. Working on
1: it. Well, yeah. I mean, we identify with certain things, and we get we get close to those things. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a daily battle for everybody on determining what we can and can't control and where we. I mean, we're constantly fighting that battle. Where are we allocating our time in the 24 hours that we have? Where are we allocating our attention?
0: Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, the situation that this guy Victor was in. So his decision making, a lot of it was probably, oh, if I decide this, I'll live but lose my quote unquote freedom. If I I decide option B, I might get murdered and then I'm dead. mm -hmm. Then I have no more freedom to live out. Yeah. But he is, again, quote, unquote, free at that point. Yeah. So it's, man, which, those were his decisions. Yeah. How many of us are, mm-hmm. like, making those every single day? Yeah. None, none of us. I mean, I mean, a few, sure. But in that scenario, that was, I mean, he referenced every hour. So he was probably making those decisions on an hourly basis every day for how however long he was in that concentration camp. Yeah. Do you remember how long he was there before
1: he got out? I do not remember. I can't say for sure right now. I, well, I mean, it had to be at back, least a but...
0: uh, better length of the war. Yeah. So it just could have been one year, could have been two, two and a half, yeah. three years. Uh, damn.
1: And I can't imagine the mental gymnastics that he had to constantly oh. go through of watching these people, the Nazis, kill all his common people mm-hmm. right in front of his eyes. But he also had to initiate relationships with them. And get on their side to be be favorable because yeah I don't remember what he did I can't I think he was a doctor he's something medical field mm. he had to like offer like his services to them to to create favorable relationships with them oh like treat the Germans it, and yeah. make sure they're healthy I didn't and- remember but like he he had like he had like special relationships with them because of his profession what he could do so. Man, that's a tough deal to make yeah. too. And like the gym, the mental gymnastics around, like I should hate these people. I should do nothing to help these people at right. all because they're they're killing. But like, right? How can how can I still help but not like aid and then kill? Like, so how did um, he wasn't like directly helping them like carry out, but like he was using his services to make them help. He
0: kept them healthy. Yeah. Did he explain how he, for lack of a better word, I guess
1: justified it? I'd have to go back and look It's yeah, like, okay. I've only read the book twice, yeah. and the last time I read it was like four years ago. Okay. So I gotta like go back and the, the the stuff I talk about on our podcast. These are notes that I mm-hmm. highlighted from the book. Oh so yeah, I, for sure. Some of the small details I like get left missed, so I'd have to go back and double check yeah. that. But.
0: but that would be that would be interesting to me, because yeah, it's like they're killing his people, and mm-hmm. he's taking. Oh man, what a. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place. I
1: would recommend people. It's such a unique book because like anytime that you can read a book that's told from the perspective of someone who's going through such a traumatic life event that we're never going to forget, even people, us who weren't even involved in it, the fact that we talk about it as much as we do today, like hearing a story from someone who was in the middle of it in Mm -hmm. a book is is nuts. Yeah. I don't think we talk about this stuff enough
0: today. I think we're kind of letting go of it. Yeah. But that's just my opinion yeah um but yeah we're talking about it right now wild yeah we are yeah man Dude, concentration camps i mean you see people hating on whether from different countries in the middle east like there are hate groups out there still for you know today there's Mm -hmm. anti-semitism and and people against what was it uh, palestinians and was it uh who were they? I don't know. They were at odds with someone else. Like you'd see it in New York, big groups of like in the streets fighting each other, like bashing in car windows of people driving during rallies. Like shit's out of
1: hand. Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yes, yeah, so I think keeping stuff like this. Have you ever been to the Holocaust Museum? I've not in DC. <sighs> Heavy shit. <Okay. clears throat> yeah, I'd highly rec- recommend anyone, whether you live in DC area, you might take a trip there. You need to go through the Holocaust Museum they give you um you're given a person hmm like everyone before you start you're kind of given a person and you can look them up uh, and see about them read about them but and I won't give it all away but there's a room that you walk through it's very short it's maybe I don't know the length of this room plus another five eight feet mm-hmm. long but on either side of you are burnt sandals and shoes Mm. actually from the holocaust like when you're walking through you smell like burnt that's heavy it's dude it's yeah but stuff like that like yeah we need need to keep that education around and but that's that's a wild experience man Mm -hmm. then you like find out at the end if your person lived or died Mm -hmm. which also it's like wow this was a child
1: yeah just ridiculous,
0: crazy, but man, yeah, I should read that book.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of lessons. To man, to search so, for too. meaning. Yeah, <sighs> good history lessons. Become aware, uh, but you can also like be forward looking with it too and apply it. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right, Tim. Anything else for this lovely episode?
1: I'm good on my end. Sweet. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Yeah, appreciate your time hanging with us. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, head on over to iTunes leave us a five-star rating and review, please. Helps us with our momentum, uh, our visibility with our audience. And tell us what you want us to talk about, Uh, guests you might like us reaching out to. Uh, We have some fun upcoming guests uh, that are coming up. So looking forward to those. But yeah, if you could, leave us a five-star rating and review. Hit us up, uh, iTunes, Instagram, all the things. We love hearing from you guys. And until next time, we are out of (laughs) here.